It's that time again for another NBA season. It's here. It's here. Now, let me ask you guys something. How concerned should we be about the NBA champions? The Golden State Warriors? You know, Draymond Green, he did decide to punch his own teammate, Jordan Poole, last week. Should we be concerned about the Warriors at all? Which NBA player is set to have the biggest comeback this season? Oh, and listen, I've been hearing a whole lot about Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Clippers. I got a lot to say about that one, too. It's 94 feet. You already know what time it is. There's many different stories around the league. Can the Warriors repeat as champions? Can the Brooklyn Nets put together a successful season? Uh, what, I mean, there's so many things out there. What's the ceiling for a young team like the Cavs? Or can the Lakers actually make it work with Russell Westbrook? I could just keep going, but I'm going to leave it there for now. I'm going to leave it there. Welcome on in, guys, to 94 Feet. Your host, B.O.D., here with you. I hope you guys are doing well. Good morning to you. It is, again, another. it's an, another day one of the first day in the NBA season, and I am super excited, guys, to be bringing you some content uh, this morning. What a pleasure. What a pleasure, man. I hope you guys are doing well. I know it's been some time since I've been on here with you. Um, a lot of different things just going on on my end, and just just been busy. Just been busy, but I'm doing well. I'm happy to be alive, happy to be here with you guys and just talking with you, and I hope everything is okay uh, with you guys as well. Um, as always, I thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. To anybody that's new to the show, I want to encourage you to subscribe, 94 Feet, we get into a lot of cool things on this podcast, so don't miss out. Subscribe. Stay connected with me, okay? As always, we're diving to what is on my mind first, and you know where I'm going with this. We're going right into the Golden State Warriors. We're talking about Draymond Green. We're talking about Jordan Poole. The question here says, should we be concerned about the chemistry for the Golden State Warriors as it relates to this incident with Draymond Green throwing a punch at Jordan Poole and practice almost two weeks ago on October the 5th? All right, so Draymond Green was out of line, all right? that That's the, obviously the most clearest thing. Draymond Green was out of line. Um, I, I don't think this is anything to be concerned about. I believe Draymond Green is a professional. Um, you know, I, I expect him to be ready for game one tonight. You know, I, 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 let, me, let me back up for a second. Draymond Green was, was wrong. You don't punch your teammate, okay? Now, you, when you when you think about your team, when you think about the guys who are actually going out there to go and battle with you each and every single night for each and every single game, one of the first things you need is people to be able to buy in on the same on, on all on on the same deal on all on the same idea, which is to win, to collaborate, to work together, to accomplish the same goal, which is winning games and winning another NBA championship. Draymond Green's got to know you can't go and punch your teammate in the face. All right. <laughs> That's not going to help the situation. That's not going to help your team in any way, single way, shape, or form. Now, I know Draymond is known as this guy in terms of being the emotional leader for his team. I understand also the fact that, you know what, we're human. and Sometimes you just get caught up in your own emotions. We've all been there before. We all have, in one way or another. But you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. This, just, this, is, this does not look good for a team that just won an NBA championship uh, in June. To be, like I said, two weeks away from, from the start of a new season, which is going on today, 
and you're punching your teammate in the face. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, and it's not the way you want to get your season um, off to a start, you know, with that kind of a headache. So um, I thought Draymond's apology was sincere. I encourage you guys to check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it already. Um, you know, he took time out, you know, to address uh, Jordan Poole's family, not even just Jordan, but he talked about his parents and just understanding the magnitude of that video once it had surfaced, uh, showing the punch um, and just realizing, you know, what it was that he had done. And I'm one of those people who, when I first heard about it, I thought, eh, maybe not the biggest thing. Let's not pull our hair out until I actually saw the video. And I saw when he connected and landed in Jordan, when, when that punch landed in Jordan Poole's face, I felt differently after watching it. He got him. I mean, it was it was a clean punch. It, I'm, you know, I was thinking maybe you know it wasn't as bad as what we thought. But uh, once I saw the video, there really wasn't much to consider uh, after that, guys. So, yeah, not not the best look. Not the best look. I completely understand and I respect Jordan Poole's take um, in that he wants to continue to maintain a professional relationship with Draymond, which is smart. I agree. They're there to do a job. They're, they're going to work. I, I totally understand that, you know, and I don't expect Jordan Poole to sit down and, and, and do flowers and lunch with him every single day. He punches him in the face. You know, I, I can't say I, I would be inclined to, um, you know, really strive for a great relationship with people. You know, after you punch me in the face, I, I, I probably would feel some type of way too. So you know what? I respect it. You know, I completely understand that. Let's be adults. It's understanding we're both here to do a job. Let's take care of the job. But other than that, you know, it, it, we'll take it one day at a time. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm taking from Jordan Poole. Um, second thing here in relation to this, do you, I think Draymond Green's punishment was steep enough. You know, did it, did it fit the bill? I'm going to say no, um, but I feel like I understand why it wasn't. Number one, we know that the Warriors have just won an NBA championship. Today is ring night. I can't see them wanting to suspend Draymond and not give him the opportunity to go up there and get his ring. Um, that's, the, that's the number one thing. And I think as, as catastrophic as this situation was, the other thing that really stands out to me is Draymond made a dumb decision here. He made a foolish decision, but there's nothing dumb about Draymond. All right. Draymond is a very bright individual, a very, very, bright, a very bright individual. And if you think I'm lying, I encourage you guys to go forth and check out some of his podcasts. I don't know if you guys ever heard him talk. But extremely bright guy. All right. Listen to his content. I, I believe management is probably upset that the situation occurred, but they also have enough faith in Draymond, understanding the character, who this guy really is. This is a man that's been in the league for almost 10 to 11 years. He's only played with one organization, so they know him well. They have enough faith in Draymond to believe that he'll be able to overcome this situation, you know, and carry himself as he should and what they expect from him being a veteran on this team understanding his value, his purpose, and what it is that he brings to them. Um, and also, I, I, the, the importance of, you know, just respect to the organization, not only just the players, but the organization as a whole. So I, I really don't, I, I don't think it was steep enough, but I think, again, it's because these people, they know Draymond. I think had this been anybody else in the league, the punishment would have been completely different. The punishment would have been completely different. I think even if it was a team that just won the NBA Finals, same thing. Had this been anybody else but Draymond, I don't think they would have gotten off like this. No. So I don't think it was steep enough, but I understand. I understand. So that's kind of where I'm at on that situation, guys. Second thing that I wanted to talk about that's been on my mind. What should we expect from Mr. Ben Simmons this year? What should we expect? All right. I got three things for you. Effort, commitment, and growth as an individual player. Those are my three things. Effort, commitment, and growth as an individual player. Guys, the last time we saw Ben Simmons play in an NBA championship game, or an NBA game, excuse me, 
uh, was in May of 2021. We know the infamous play that was on replay on every single television network where essentially he drove baseline, had a wide open dunk. It was just him and Trey Young. All he had to do was jump up and dunk the ball. Instead, he passed it off to Matisse Thibault. Matisse Thibault gets fouled. Again, it's been on every television network from <laughs> that day up until today. Wasn't the greatest look. We know last year, didn't play a single, a single game, came into training camp. Essentially, head was in a different place. They say he had his phone in his pocket. I don't know what the validity is of that situation. Um, essentially, gets kicked out of practice, misses the whole first half of the season. Philly's collecting their money back because he's not showing up for games. He gets traded to Brooklyn, the back injuries, the mental health. We, we, we've been through all this. Okay, we've heard all of it. Now, my thing is, if I'm Ben Simmons, you got a whole 82-game season in front of you right now. Right now. Today's day one, okay? You got a whole 82-game season in front of you. You can shut all that noise up real quick. You know how? By going out there and playing basketball. That's it. But you know what? It's going to take effort. It's going to take commitment. You got to show up. And you got you to gotta show where your growth is in individual play. You got to show and let people know that you belong in this league. You all right? It, and ben Simmons, to me, I think, has always worked hard. I think he's shown flashes of, you know, with some of his greatness and what he brings to the game, his ability to be able to defend, you know, to find the open man, to create for guys. But you got to continue. Like I said, these three areas are what I'm looking at. Effort, commitment, and growth as an individual player. You know, I hate to keep bringing it back to us, but I'm going to be honest. You got to work on your jump shot. I've watched him play a couple a couple of these preseason games. He doesn't look bad. He's okay. He doesn't look bad. But, you know, you, you, you got to bring it. You know, because teams, when you go into the playoffs, they're going to try to expose that. And if they know that you can't shoot, if they know you're not confident in yourself, you don't think they're going to sit there and foul you or find ways to foul you when you got the ball in your hand? Oh, yeah. People are trying to win, man. That's what it's about. You know, and I know he's in a much better situation now being in Brooklyn. He's surrounded by shooters. He's surrounded by offensive talent. He's not being looked at as that secondary option to come in and put up 15, 20 points a night. Doesn't have to do that anymore. But you gotta, you have to at least have the ability to shoot. I didn't say Ben had to be a great shooter, but he has to, he has to have the ability to shoot. Steph Curry is a great shooter. Giannis is not a great shooter, but Giannis will shoot it. There's a difference. There's a difference. Ben, you gotta, you gotta shoot the ball. All right, you gotta at least make people think that you'll even at least attempt the jump shot. The fact that you want to attempt it is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man doesn't make sense all right so that's where I'm at on that next thing here that's on my mind the most biggest or the high impact trade this offseason we have many different trades guys um, in terms of what in terms of uh, this past offseason just some ones that jump right off the top of my head Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics we got Donovan Mitchell who went to the Cavaliers Rudy Gobert who went to Minnesota um, and even DeJounte Murray to the Hawks those are some ones that jump right off um, I would this is a tough question. I would say it's probably a tie between Rudy Gobert. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. A tie between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, and the reason why I say that, because I'm looking at this Utah Jazz, that this Utah Jazz organization that finally got a revelation that, you know what? We need to blow this thing up. We're not winning. We pretty much have plateaued as an organization and decided to move on with two of their cornerstone pieces, you know, and even a guy like Bruce O'Neill, who was in their starting lineup, they sent him off to Brooklyn for cash considerations. So I'm really happy to see, like I said, that both of these guys moved on. Um, if I had to choose between the two, I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think that, you know, this is a great pickup for Cleveland. You're adding a young star to a great group of young guys like Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. Um, and a veteran, and Kevin Love. You know, I would say I expect this Cleveland team to at least be top five in the East. 
Um, I'm a little bit concerned about Boston. They don't have their coach, um, Ime Yudoka. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but, I mean, some other teams that I could expect or see maybe in that top five as well, maybe Philadelphia, Miami. I could see Brooklyn. I could see Milwaukee. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see. I can see. I can imagine the Hawks being there as well in that top five. Any one of those teams. So, I mean, it, I could, like I said, I could see Cleveland being the top five team. You know, with Donovan Mitchell, you're bringing in scoring. You're bringing in a guy that you can go to down the, the stretch of the game when you need a bucket. Give him the ball and let him do his thing. So, I mean, I, I, I love the pickup. I think it's great. Now, if you ask me personally, I would have loved to see Donovan Mitchell in New York. I thought that would have been great. However, as we know, Danny Ainge, who's over basketball operations in Utah, was not in favor of what New York had to offer up for Donovan. So, that was that. All right, moving on into our crunch time segment, guys. So Celtics head coach Ime Udoka was suspended due to a consensual relationship between him and another staff member. What is the Celtics season for this upcoming season? Listen, guys, this is really sad. Um, that's That was my first feeling when I heard this story. Very sad. Um, not exactly what you want to hear, you know, especially for a coach who just got his team to a, uh, a playoff berth for the first time and on his first year. Uh, this is a team that was number one in defense throughout the second half of the year and really Again, I think sometimes people forget the importance of coaching and, and what um, everything that a coach brings forth, you know, in terms of getting guys to buy into the system and to work together and to, and to play, with, play well with one another. I think a lot of people can, can underestimate that. And we're going to see a different Celtics team. I know that for sure. I know that for sure. Much respect to the uh, gentleman that, that stepped up who's going to be the head coach. I can't remember his last name. Um, I think it begins with an M. However, uh, like I said, this is going to be a completely different Celtics team. What's their ceiling? I, I, I mean, I expect them to be in the playoffs. I think it'll be tough for them to get back to the finals. The East is tough. There's a lot of competition. I could see them maybe getting bounced, you know, maybe second round. They might be able to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, depending on the way things line up, you know, barring injuries. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, I don't like the, the Celtics management uh, decision on this. Why would you suspend them for one year? You're not bringing them back after one season, after one whole season and not being there. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the, the logic behind that, but hey, that's what they decided to do. Um, you know, we'll see. Very sad, though, Jim. Very sad. Second thing here, do the Lakers have a chance, or what are the Lakers' chances this year? Do they even have a chance at, at anything this year? So I, I'll put it to you this way. The Lakers have a chance of being better than what they were the year prior. That's what they have the best chance of doing. I expect them to be better than what they were the year prior, okay? I don't see them winning an NBA championship. I'm questioning the reliability of the supporting cast. Um, I do have some questions about Anthony Davis and his ability to remain healthy and, and, and return to being that star that we remember him and that he was capable of. Um, and I think like anything else, LeBron, when it comes to LeBron, it's a year-to-year -year basis at this point. What does he look like? We know he's getting up there in age. He had a great season last year. Um, you know, so I certainly don't take anything away from him in terms of greatness, but I'm also realistic about the fact that he's a year older. The body's a year older. Some things that you used to be able to do before, you may not be able to do now. You know, so those are real conversations that have to be had, I think. Um, as it relates to him. So I expect, like I said, this Lakers team to be better. I don't know. I don't really see them going too far. I mean, the West is very competitive as well. It's another thing. Um, you know, young teams like Memphis are coming into the picture. We'll see what New Orleans looks like if Zion can stay healthy. Uh, you know, there, there's so many different things to consider. The Warriors are there. The Clippers are bringing back Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. We'll talk about them in a second. They're coming up. Um, you know, so there, there's many different things to, to consider uh, for this Lakers team. It'll be tough. It'll definitely be tough. Third thing here for crunch time, which one of these players will have the biggest comeback season? Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, or Ben Simmons? 
I'm going with Jamal Murray, you know, and I know this is a guy that's coming off an MCL tear. At least I believe it's an MCL tear. If it wasn't MCL, it was an ACL tear um, on his knee. Um, you know, and I know that both of those are tough injuries to return back from, but this is a guy who in the 2020 playoffs against the, um, in the bubble, when they were down in Florida, don't forget they beat the Clippers in the second round, which nobody expected or saw coming because they were such a young team. I mean, literally was going at it with Donovan Mitchell in that first series that went between him and Utah um, and helped lead that team to get to the Western Conference Finals. Ultimately, they did lose to the Lakers. As we know, Anthony Davis, he had uh, Nikola Jokic's number um, and pretty much was able to um, keep him under wraps. But um, I, I believe in Jamal Murray. I, I think he's a fighter. Um, I think he's a great player. He's, he brings a lot to that team. And you can definitely see that he's been missed over the last year and a half with, with his absence. So really excited for some of the things he's going to be able to do out of these guys. Um, that I just mentioned, I think he's going to be the one to be able to bounce back from that injury uh, that we just talked about. And the most final thing here in our crunch time segment, can Kawhi Leonard lead the Clippers to an NBA Finals this year? Listen, listen, y'all. I don't want to hear anything. I mean, I tell you, any, I don't want to hear anything about Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers going, in, going to an NBA Finals. I respect Kawhi Leonard as a great player. I respect Paul George as a great player. I'm happy for Ty Lue. He's a great coach. We, know, we saw what he was able to do last year without his two stars. Paul George missed over 60% of the season rehabbing his shoulder. We know Kawhi Leonard wasn't there because of the, men, the meniscus there. Got that. I completely understand. Let me tell you something. My thing is the last two times, the last time that this team was quote-unquote healthy and um, with, all their, with all their weapons, with all guys on the floor, was the bubble in 2020. And I just talked about it. You cannot lose. You cannot lose to the Denver Nuggets the way that you lost to them in a closeout game. I don't even think Kawhi Leonard scored 15 points in that game. And neither did Paul George. You cannot lose to a team like that. And a young team that essentially at the time really didn't have an identity was out there playing with house money and they sent y'all home in a game seven. I don't want to hear anything about Kawhi Leonard until the season starts and they get out there and they start playing and they start showing us what they're made of. Okay, fine. I might change what I'm saying right now. But at the moment, before a game is even played, I don't want to hear anything about Kawhi Leonard and them going to the NBA Finals. I don't want to hear. Let's see what he looks like. Let's get. Let's see him get out there and start playing and get into get into the regular season. We'll see where they end up within the playoff season seating, and then we can talk more. All right, guys. Welcome on into our final segment. It is the line segment. It's one of my favorites. I really enjoy this. Um, never get tired of it. For any of you guys that are new um, listening to our show today, as always, I want to encourage you to subscribe. Um, here on 94 Feet, yes, we talk about sports. We're talking about things going on in the news and the sports media world. However, understanding that when you cut this podcast off, you have a life to go out there and live. So my goal um, is that I always like to leave you guys with something that is going to be um, positive, that you can put back in your own life, something that you can actively apply right now today, uh, no matter where you are. Um, and I try to keep it simple. I try to keep it basic, but also impactful at the same time. So our subtitle for our line segment today, guys, is Focus. Focus, yes. So I wanted to focus on focusing today. Yes, I literally said that. I want to focus on focusing. Uh, and I pretty much would say the, where this came from, guys, is the older I get, it really blows me away about um, how busy we get as people, especially myself. You know, at one moment you think, you you know, you have all this time and you quickly realize you don't. As the more, the more you look up and you start to realize just how quickly time passes, you know, the weeks, the, the months, the years, um, even just the seasons, you know, so... I would say we could look at this on a larger scale in terms of trying to get settled down into a career um, or a direction for life. 
or even smaller and just look at the fact that our days are busy and we have to try to figure out the best way to plan uh, a day that's full of activities. And the best that I can, the be- I'd probably say it this way, the best way that I can accomplish um, order or structure is by being intentional. Yeah, that's it. You got to be intentional. Being intentional and focus are somewhat paired with one another. I give an example, very simple example. Right now, I'm sitting here sharing this podcast with you guys, right? Guess what? A couple of weeks ago, I wanted to share some of the content that I'm sharing with you today. Uh, but as a result of just busyness and just different things that were going on on my end, I couldn't get to it. I couldn't get to it. But you know why I got to it today? Because I sat down. I figured out my content. I made a time to sit down and figure out my content and figure out a time when I wanted to record this episode with you guys. So it's about being intentional. When you're intentional is when you're able to get things accomplished. It's taking a second to just focus. Slow down. That's what it's about. That's it. So plan your days. Structure your weeks. Use your calendars. I don't know how many of you guys have an iPhone for those of you that are listening to me, but the iPhone has a feature called reminders where you can literally set up reminders in the phone to come back and give you information about different things. Um, And you can put a time, you can put a date, use your reminders. I use my reminders all the time. Use your reminders. If you get distracted or off track, take a second to recognize what can be done differently to avoid the mistake again in the future. Dust yourself off and keep going. That's it. And if you start something, finish it. Anything you start, finish it. Finish it, finish it, finish it. Don't leave open ends. And that's what I got for you guys today. Focus. Focus and be intentional. Focus and be intentional. And as always, I say this to myself before I say it to anybody else. I have not mastered what I'm talking to you about. Because I'm a believer that every time your head gets up, every time you wake up in the morning, your head leaves that pillow, you got an opportunity to be better today. So that's where I'm at with it. So I'm still striving with you guys, and I hope you're going to continue to strive with me. Um, And I hope you guys were able to take something out of that, as always. So I thank you guys for taking time out just to tune into another episode here at 94 Feet. This is your host, Biodita, with you. It's the NBA season. It's back. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.